Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome friends to another r slash malicious compliance video. Most of the time, it's not nice to be malicious, but one of the least malicious things you could do would be to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below. That said, our first story of the day is by Grinchmer. My malicious compliance turned my office into a vacation home. This was maybe six to seven years ago. I was the only full-time IT person at a 100 plus million a year in sales company. I worked 55 to 65 hours a week between on-site and at home. This is important to remember. I reported to the controller and everything was fine until he quit and they hired the new guy. The new guy was the youngest controller ever hired by our site or any of our sister sites and man did he think he had something to prove. First thing he does is pull me into his office and inform me that my team will be the first ones in the building and the last ones to go home. I expect to see you in your office anytime I'm in this building. I don't care what you do, just make sure you're here 7.30am to 6pm. I tried to argue why that was a bad idea. He was having none of it. My response is a collapsed, okay, as if I tried to make it a single syllable. Anyone that worked with me knew they were now screwed. I was literally the only guy with the keys to the castle. Literally untouchable. Malicious compliance. Met with the OSHA lead to see what appliances I could run in my office safely. No electric kettle. Met with HR and informed them that I would be making a spreadsheet of my daily work activities just in case I needed to prove my productivity for any reason in the near future. They thought it was a joke and said okay. Then I set up my second home. Over the course of the next few months, every day I showed up to work at 7.15, went to my office and worked until 3.30. Then I would start my vacation. I brought in a raspberry pie and played games, brought in crock pots of food and invited key members in to graze and chit chat. One day, I set up a panini press bar and invited all the engineers in for sandwiches, watched movies, listened to music and ebooks, tried to get a dartboard approved by the safety lead, said no before I could finish my request. Basically, I did all the things I did at home at the office. People would stop in after 3.30pm and ask for help, and I would tell them no, explain what I was told and tell them to stop in at 7.30 tomorrow, which was a mute point, because the site was an 8.30 to 4.30 place and if possible, immediately go back to slacking off while they were standing there asking for help. This lasted about two months. Then HR called me and we had that meeting. I explained everything, showed my spreadsheet of work, and I included all the times I spent doing zero work and what I was doing to slack off in that time. I was averaging around 35 hours of work a week. Between breaks and lunches, that's normal. They were mad at me and even more mad at the controller because they knew my productivity tanked. And as a byproduct, so did multiple departments. I was told to go back to doing what I was doing before he started, and I would start reporting to one of the departments that needed me most instead of finance. Everyone in the office pieced together that their life got harder for those few months because the new guy deemed it so. He ended up relocating shortly after because no one wanted to work with him. I ended up working more normal work weeks, 45 hours-ish, and everyone was just happy to have me back to help when they needed it. 
If you had a boss that was coming in and saying, oh, you have to work only specifically within these hours and you have to be working hard during those hours, would that convince you to never have any leniency for working over or early? Just stay exactly in that lane of when you're on the schedule? Let me know in the comments down below. Our next story is by BitRitzy. GM tried skimming our required lunch breaks. To set the stage, it's late 2020, early 2021. I get a job as a sales associate, read, overworked cashier, at Office Depot. This is in a huge southern USA city, and due to COVID, a bunch of Office Depot locations had recently been shut down in our area, drastically increasing our workload. I worked with a team of about 15 people with three managers and a freaking horrendous general manager. At this point, we're all pretty good at our jobs. We've been working together for a few months, and we have our grind down. Most days there, there were only one or two people working cash at a time, one or two people in print, and one manager during weekdays and two on the weekend. The GM was never there. He was probably on the premises 15 to 20 hours a week, and he would lock himself in the office doing God knows what. Whatever, we all hated him anyway. Guy was a real dunce. Q manager number one, T. T was a crass, take-no-crap New Yorker, T calls the associates to the tech desk and asks us to look at our timesheets from the previous two weeks. Sure enough, we're all missing 30 minutes a day from our checks. Of course, we all knew that we were legally required to take a 30-minute unpaid break during a 6-plus hour shift. There were simply not enough employees. T throws a fit. I wasn't there for the confrontation, but I've seen her deal with enough irate customers to know GM had his butt handed to him on a platter. Unsurprisingly, he'd finally gotten in trouble for having so many employees literally break the law. We get the back pay on our next check, and everyone must take a break regardless of how busy the store is. Did we get new employees to cover that time? Of course not. Q 15 odd early 20s to late 70s employees taking the absolute piss out of this new rule. GM had to start coming in because the print counter would be shut down for 30 minutes or more at a time and they were processing dozens of orders an hour. The GM would get stuck working cash with a line of 20 grumpy butt business people, and I'd just grin and flatter my fingers while I stalked off to watch TikTok videos in the break room. My favorite was when we would clock out and then just sit at the tech bench watching him struggle to keep up with our easiest tasks. Sorry, I'm not clocked in. You'll have to go to GM with your questions. Half the staff left in two months. He refused to replace them because another store was closing in a month, plus the skeleton crew that remained was literally not even enough to keep the store open regular hours. The last time I dropped by, nobody from our crew remained and there was a new GM. I agree with OP, this guy seems like a dunce and he led the sailing ship straight into some rocks and down to the bottom of the ocean. Just totally sunk this whole thing, ran it horribly and ran everybody out of there, including themselves. Our next story is by T.S. Krista. You yelled at my guy while we were doing you a favor? Let's ensure to apply proper procedures. This was 1992, and I worked maintenance at the top of a seven-story building, which had the U.S. Navy's commander of the 6th Fleet. I was in a freshly minted E5 in a workshop where all my peers were E4s. I never, ever polled rank, as it simply didn't apply. We were ETs, electronics technicians. Our job is to support the communications department adjacent to us on the top floor. However, the entire building knew they could call the ET shop and we'd come fix their crap. 
One afternoon, the guy on shift with me comes in red-faced and absolutely flustered. He just married a local Italian lady, and I knew that was stressing him out and started trying to help. Nope. A chief, E7, and the Joint Operations Communications Center had just worked him over, called him names, etc. Oh heck nah, mama mode kicks in, no one messes with my guy. The people adjacent to us, who we were billeted to support, are radio men. Their lead is an E5 and actually leads people in the department and is close with my guy. RM2 Bergeron is who tasks our work. I go to him and say what just happened to my guy, ET3 Folkrod. Berg says, okay, I got you, see you in a couple hours. He begins the execution of rigid compliance to written procedures. Chief calls up the RMs, and their job is to troubleshoot the system. Once a fault is isolated to one piece of equipment, the RMs bring us a work order, which we log, etc. Well, on his way back to us, I hear his Zippo clicking. Fulkrod starts packing his smokes. The smoke area is right outside our shop on the top landing of the stairs. I see the work order in Berg's hands. They say smoke break? Yep. Bergeron says, oh hey, we got a work order for your shop. Berg says, yeah, it's the Matrix and the JOCC. JOCC is the Joint Operations Communication Center. I say, oh, I look forward to helping them with the fault. Hey, Fulkrod, you know more about the Matrix than I do. Would you please come with? Okay, so technically he does know more, but it's a simple patch panel for secure phones that go to the crypto gear and then out over the Navy satellite communication network for the 6th fleet in the Mediterranean. Pick up red phone, squeeze button in the middle, and talk like a CB radio to every ship, airplane, and submarine monitoring that channel. So Fulkrod sees the spark in my eye, Bergeron too, and says, oh yeah. We leave our secure space, wearing our NC TAMs, med badges, and I'm carrying the work order. We go down a few floors to the JOCC. This space is the most secure room in the region. They have live maps with positions. Every secure circuit is there. A room of even higher clearance within it, and also like the signal if the button gets pressed. The codes come through here, get verified, then sent to the fleet. I ring the buzzer next to the cipher lock, we don't have their code, and get buzzed in. We enter and, oh wait, we need guest badges. Their lowest pay grade is an E5. I see the dread on his face. They say, oh yeah, the book is here, I'll sign you in. And he gives us our two serialized guest badges, number one and number two, then turns to walk away. We say, aren't we supposed to be escorted? Now dread is replaced with crestfallen. So he says, follow me. We go to his peer who now has to do this guy's job, who tells the E6 he's got to do that guy's job, who tells the chief he's got to do the E6's job, who tells the lieutenant running the place he's got to do the chief's job. I hold up the work order and ask my escort where the matrix is. I'm literally standing by it. Ah, one of the phones isn't working. Just looking at the matrix, I see a button is only half pushed in. To make any changes, you need the key to the matrix. It's a push-button patch panel that connects each of the red phones to one of the four available secure channels. The key is attached to a water pistol. I ask for the gun. It's in an E6's drawer. I get it. I unlock the matrix. I press the button next to the desired channel for the broken phone, and then fully press it in the position it was previously half-pressed. This red phone is literally next to the matrix. I pick up the phone, key it, any station, this net, any station, this net, this is NTCC Ignano, com check, over. Just the fact that you can hear my transmission on the other phones confirmed it was fixed. 
Normally, to check if it works, we key the button in release and can hear it click on the channel. Of course, someone replied loud and clear or ZBZ or whatever. The chief was looming like the bully he is. I very quietly said, Chief, we bend over backwards for you. Please don't ever abuse our folks. I locked the matrix, gave my escort the gun, and asked him to sign the work order and check us out. That was the only time I ever saw a work order. That was the only time I ever signed for a guest badge. We normally just grab them. Absolutely the only time I'd gotten escorted. Usually we get a phone call, come down, get buzzed in, fix something, then ghost out. A few months later, I was hanging out in the JOCC at 2am, killing time, asking the night watch about what was up. The lieutenant is all, Oh hey, aren't you the ET who gave the chief a tune-up with all the procedures? Yes sir. He was really rude to my guy and pissed me off. I'm sorry about messing with your routine. Y'all looked busy. He chuckled. The TLDR is basically the manager guy of another department makes one of my guys cry and I apply never used actual procedures to turn a one minute fix into a five hour ordeal that literally inconveniences everyone in that guy's department. I'm not gonna lie, I feel like a lot of this story was almost intentionally cryptic or like at least intentionally trying to use as many military terms as possible where like... I feel like most average people who have no idea about that kind of stuff would struggle to follow along with it a bit. That said, the overall premise of it, I love. Some higher up is a total jerk, so you take what usually is some one minute, ignore the procedures, I'll fix it and get out of there, quick fix, and you bog them intentionally down and make them get off their butt, go around, ask people, work with people, and waste hours of their time. And our final story of the day is by Effective Minute 4625 take my leave but not when I want? Okay. We once had a manager in IT who was promoted when a previous one moved on and up. Old manager was very techy, not so much a people pleaser, so he got on with us really well and left us to deal with staff. New manager comes in and he doesn't know anything about IT but is so good at brown nosing that management call him in when they run out of toilet paper. He comes in and becomes a break and holiday dictator blocked all staff from taking leave September, October, and February, and then berated us in November for not taking leave. Leave was renewed in August. He also changed it so we couldn't take more than a week's leave without a six weeks notice. I had 35 days leave a year. Cue malicious compliance. Three of us worked a later shift until 8pm. Two guys and a girl. We got on fine, would tell each other about wanting to take leave and stuff like that. The girl found out she was pregnant and told us. We worked out with her when she'd be going on maternity leave and both us guys applied for four weeks overlapping the same dates for the first month when she'd be off. I actually needed that time off because it was the school holidays. The other guy didn't have kids. Our leave went through, approved, and a month later, she told the manager that she was pregnant and applied through HR for maternity. Suddenly, there was a gap in the year where there would be no cover for almost a month and there were evening events that needed IT support. Manager frantically called us to cancel the leave. I told him that it was the holidays and he couldn't cancel the leave. The other guy did him dirty. He had booked a holiday, paid extra to allow cancellation, and told the manager that the company would have to cover the cost of the cancelled holiday. Cost them 2,000 British pounds for the cancellation when he only paid 35 pounds admin fee. He spent the money on another holiday and took us two out for a meal. The manager was royally chewed out by senior management for mismanaging leave and staff. 
All the more poignant because he had been telling them that we didn't really need the evening shift. So this guy was just a total jerk. Not only were they being that jerk that is overly picky and choosy and denying with holidays, but they were trying to talk down your job and your importance too. Surprise how bad they need you when all of a sudden you can't show up. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. So of all these stories I've read today, which is your favorite and why? Let me know in the comments down below. And if you haven't yet, if you could like and subscribe, that would mean a lot to me. Whatever you do, whether it's liking, subscribing, turning notifications on, all of it helps grow this channel and I appreciate the heck out of it. So until next time, I'll see you all tomorrow with some more stories. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.